Hey guys, welcome to The Journey of Ruth, a discipleship podcast where we encourage listeners to love Jesus, study his word, and reach others. I'm your host, Courtney Lohman. My guest today is Sue Coral. She's an international women's conference speaker, an author, mentor, and Bible teacher. She's a crew missionary and the founder and director of Crown of Beauty International. You'll hear more about her very impressive resume in the episode. Her greatest joy is being a wife and a mother of two adult children, and she has a passion to see women set free to live in the powerful truths of who they are in Christ and the love of God. Sue and I are going to chat about the common lies that she sees women struggle with in her global ministry. It's the same all over the world. We're also going to talk about how do we work through deep hurt and what are the truths that are found in the Bible that will help us combat those lies we have believed about ourselves and about God. Now, as you probably know, September 24th, we are holding the Entrust Discipleship Conference right here in Glendale, Arizona, and we cannot wait. Have you gotten your tickets yet? God has brought together an amazing group of nationally known speakers from all generations with the point of encouraging and equipping women to courageously step out as the disciple makers God has commanded us to be. You will leave feeling prepared to disciple whoever God brings into your life. We are going to have the speakers, giveaways, a VIP Q&A session, and a live podcast recording. Plus, God has provided us with an ASL interpreter so that we can serve those in the deaf community. This is something you don't want to miss. And hey, if you head over right now to journeyofruth.com slash entrust, you can get your tickets there and you can use the special code summer special in order to get $5 off your ticket price. And that works on either a general admission ticket or on the VIP tickets. So clear your calendar, grab your friends, get your tickets today and get ready to have a great weekend together. Now onto my conversation with Sue Coral. I am very excited to be here today with my guest, Sue Coral. Sue, thank you for joining me today. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, Sue is a very busy lady, (laughs) and she is the uh, owner and founder of Crown of Beauty International. Uh, She is a podcaster on the podcast, His Heartbeat. She has several books and Bible studies, Um, and then she has served as a crew missionary for the last 40 years. That is quite a resume. (laughs) Yeah, I was, I was just five when I joined staff. No, (laughs) (laughs) that's it. (laughs) But I mean, honestly, that is, that is quite uh, a resume. And you and I were just sitting here talking, uh, you know, about where God is taking your ministry and how you even got there. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, Yeah. So I've been, like you said, with crew for a long time. But being the entrepreneur that I am, <laughs> I, I managed in 2005 to develop a ministry um, separate in a way from crew, but they allow me to do it and, mm. and they help resource where they can and help me um, called Crown of Beauty International. At the time, we just called it Beauty for Ashes. And then 
uh, when I came back to the States and I was in China at the time. So I came back in 2016 and realized there were 10 million beauty for ashes. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you Google, it was like 200 something. I don't know, but so I'm like, hmm, better change the name. So mm-hmm. my Bible study was already called Crown of Beauty. So we just shifted to Crown of Beauty International. Got it. So it's quasi under crew, but not really, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really appreciate them and they're really help, helpful um, for me, but I have developed uh, volunteer teams in not only U.S., but in other countries. Yeah. Now, how long were you guys in China? I was there 21 years. I met my husband there, oddly, after I was there for two years, and he's I say oddly because he's from, I'm from Philadelphia. He's from uh, where Penn State is, State College. Okay. And was actually involved in crew there with my brother. And they were in a history class together and just oh, wow. crazy. And we met in China. So. <laughs> okay. And you have kids that were born in China. Uh, yeah. My son was born in Philippines because we did go there for two years for seminary. Okay. Then my daughter was conceived in Hong Kong. We lived there for a year, but um, we gave birth on furlough in Philadelphia. And then we went right back. So she was three months old when we went back. So she spent, they both spent their whole lives while Chris was two years in the Philippines, but um, in China. And so moving back here, that's why we came back so they could go to college. And it was it has continued to be quite an adjustment. Yeah. They are what are called third culture kids. Is mm-hmm. that the, yeah. For those that are unfamiliar with that terminology, it's a, a, a kid who is a missionary kid in another country. So they kind of grow up knowing that culture, but most of the time they don't look like people from that culture because they are American, uh, but they don't know the American culture because they didn't grow up there. So they're this third culture kid kind of caught somewhere in the middle. And yeah. uh, so if you ask, you know, a missionary kid who's grown up, you know, oh, well, where's home? They're probably not going to say America, even though they hate that question. Do they, they really hate that question. They, they'll read it out. We just asked the kids again recently because they've been here now a while. Like, so how do you answer that now? And they say, well, we feel it out. If, they, if they're just being polite and they want like a 30-second answer, we'll say Philadelphia or okay. my daughter lives in New Jersey now, but she hates New Jersey. So she still says Philadelphia. But anyway, um, <laughs> But if we feel like they really want to know us and want more time, then we'll say China. Hmm. But they don't, basically, they don't feel like they fit in either place. My son a little bit more does. It's interesting. But my daughter, we call her an egg, which would be white on the outside and yellow on the inside. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Uh, And I know that that can be a real challenge uh, for kids and and for parents. I mean, you have to walk with your kids, you know, Mm -hmm. through that. Um, At the same time, you are leading this international, I mean, ministry here and in the States. Can you tell us what is the purpose of Crown of Beauty? Absolutely. So it really comes out of my own life story, which I can go into if you want in a minute, but it's helping women to identify 
lies that they're believing in their life, which usually goes mm. all the way back to their childhood yeah. and how to get free from that and begin to walk in the truth. And a lot of women, they don't, aren't even aware that <laughs> um, some of their struggles with anxiety or depression or problems in relationship or in their marriage or anger issues, whatever, has its root in actual lies that they believe about themselves or it can be lies about God. When we experience great stress or trauma, then we develop these subtle lies. And I know wow. I did that in my life. And how to get free from that and begin to walk and live according to the truth can really bring freedom and freedom from our own protective behavior, sinful behaviors as well. Yeah. And I'm always amazed at how those lies are sometimes things that we heard as a child um, and things that were told us to us by other people. And sometimes they are uh, unmet expectations. We expect something, you know, I, I see this in marriage when two people have gotten married. Right. And if you, it, this is why you should go through premarital counseling, but you get the two people come together and it's like, well, I expect this in my mind, this is my role in the marriage and this is your role. And if you will, usually the, those pictures don't look the same for the bride and the groom. And cause the groom has a different picture. Well, I think <laughs> that you yeah. make dinner every night and you clean up and she's like, well, I make dinner, but you clean up. And, and some of those expectations can lead to setting lies about, who we are. I'm a bad wife because, you know, I don't do what my husband expects. And so those expectations that are set out for us, sometimes from the very beginning, from just our family culture, a friend of mine says, there is dysfunction in every family. Yeah, <laughs> you can come yeah. from the best God honoring family, but there is still dysfunction and it leads to lies. And if we don't identify those, they can really drown us. What, it, what is the story maybe the own lies that you believed about yourself that led to you knowing this is something that women need to hear? Sure. Um, well, I was born with a very severe cleft palate, uh, as in no nose, no upper lip, no palate, all kinds of breathing issues, heart issues. So I practically lived in the hospital the first three years. And wow. then until I was 15, every summer, so I had 26 major operations oh. and that was pretty challenging. Uh, but on top of that, the harder thing really was when I began school. And that's when the teasing began. Before that, my brothers would beat up anybody if they teased <laughs> me. So it was okay. I have two older brothers. But thank you, I older got, brothers. That's right. <laughs> I know, right. When I got to school, they couldn't do that. And mm. so I had to, particularly from boys here, your ugly dog face freak, you know, all these things. And, and sometimes even teachers would not include me because I had speech impediment, all these problems. Mm. And I had to be on liquid diet. So they tease you about that. And it, it just went on and on. So when I got into high schools, when I heard about Christ and I received Christ, became a Christian, and that was wonderful. I also got involved in athletics from middle school, and that was my thing, you know, my forte. Mm. 
uh, I was very good. And so I went very far all the way to U.S. team. So I did that for 10 years. I was involved in athletics and that gave me a certain level of confidence. But underneath that was still those lies. They never actually went away. I just Mm -hmm. found nice ways to cope with it, to handle it, such as uh, avoiding men or not avoiding them when I couldn't, but having a certain wall up to them of protection, you know, being like super strong. And I actually went right from college to being a staff with Campus Crusade for Christ. I was positioned in a really tough assignment in Hawaii. Just kidding. Um, I I love. I did see that on your website. I was like, oh, she went to school in Hawaii. Okay. Can you believe it? But um, for that, but it was an awesome ministry. And the reason they sent me there is because I already had a heart to go to China and Mm. the doors weren't open yet. So they're like, well, it's all Asian ministry. It really was. Yeah. I was like one of, two white people you know? mm-hmm. and um so it's really great you know you learn all the foods to eat and take your shoes off and all that kind of stuff um and culturally learning all the different asian cultures and how to minister to them so that mm-hmm. was a great training ground for nine years i did that wow. um but what happened is as i'm trying to work with um team members and even the students I just put on this thing like I'm strong and, you know, I'm godly and how about you? Kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? And I really was missing out on that beautiful femininity, that mm. kindness and gentleness, that, um, I guess, nurturing and all that was not there. It was just hidden. And so our women's ministry just boomed and grew and, uh, more than the men not and of course we did have a male director but and I got along great with him that was kind of mm. he was like my mentor brother I was very close to my brother so I'm not saying I couldn't have a good relationship with guys but there was this protective wall and uh, when I was learning more and more to go deeper 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 into the word and I came to this point where when I hit some uh, 139.14 where it says you're fearfully wonderfully made and I yeah. found myself saying I don't believe that Lord and I knew that I didn't believe mm-hmm. it and I I all along I had like said that's true of you Courtney but not me you know everybody else mm-hmm. um but at that point I was at the stage where it's like I can't say that anymore I know all of God's word is true and this is written for me so Lord help me <laughs> yeah <laughs> I need healing. I realize that I'm, I'm tired of feeling this way about myself. And Mm. so I, a combination of a wonderful community and sisters praying with me and a friend who's a counselor giving me some help. And I was able to learn how to really be transformed in that whole thinking. Mm. And mostly it was by realizing I had a lie. I, I mean, I really didn't. <laughs> I really, and I didn't, I definitely didn't know that impacted me with men. I thought I have lots of guy friends um, and had dated different guys along the way, but I 
he began to heal me. I think as mm. I kept renewing my mind every day, just like, okay, God, you say that I'm beautiful. You say that I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. You're the smartest of all. You're God. <laughs> you know, you know what's true. And, and desiring more than ever to be pleasing to God, you know, and that I didn't want my life wow. to be about that somebody else thinks I'm cool. Somebody else thinks I'm beautiful. Somebody else thinks I'm smart. Somebody else thinks I'm a great spiritual leader or whatever, you know, it's mm-hmm, like, no, mm-hmm. I just want to please God. <laughs> and if yeah. Jesus is happy, I'm happy. And I discovered that he really did view me that way. Mm-hmm. And it changed me, which incidentally really impacted how I was behaving with men and I had some the student guys who I was close to, they were all around the same age, come up to me and say, you're different. And I was like, what? Yeah, you're just like so gentle and sweet and different. <laughs> I was like, you know, first you're like, what are you saying? I'm, you know. I'm right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You start to push back. But, but then I was really excited. It's like, mm. wow, like the feminine side of me was coming alive and I wasn't mm. needing to hide and be all together and strong. You know, I could just love Jesus and I help people. <laughs> What's interesting about your story is that it's, not, you know, it's not like you were coming to a place of healing from this outward brokenness. Right. I think we can look at, at women and say, she's a broken woman. Or I can see that there's brokenness in your life. Let's work on healing that. You had very expertly masked that hurt so much so that you yourself almost didn't even know that it was still there. Um, What do you say to a woman who is that person? Who is you? That's like, I'm fine. (laughs) Like, really, I'm fine. I'm like quoting the... uh, the friends episode, you know, where Ross is like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And everyone knows that he's not fine. But if you start to realize that maybe there's some things in your life and you're like, okay, I'm not totally broken, but maybe there's this one thing that I just can't believe about myself that God says is true, but I'm not sure is true about myself. Where do we start with that when it's not like, well, I'm not totally broken. So I don't really feel like I need counseling. Where do I go from there? Yeah, good point, Courtney. That's I had told you in our when we talked before that I don't advertise our conferences, which we do call our conferences Beauty for Ashes. I don't advertise it as if you're broken, if you're depressed, if you're whatever, if you're a mess, come to our conferences. I advertise it as if you want to go deeper with Jesus, come. And we all have, well, I can't say we all have that hunger, but many of us, most of us really desire, no matter right. how much you know the Lord, you want to know more. Yeah. <laughs> and the more you know him, the more you want to know. The more you, you know? want to know. Yes. <laughs> and um, when they come, then I started out by saying uh, from Romans 8, 37, that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Isn't that exciting? That's his promise. But ladies, let's face it. That's not our day-to-day experience. We're frustrated. Um, Some of us are anxious. We might be depressed. We're having marriage issues. We're ready to strangle our kids. We're worried about finances. We're, 
you know, we don't feel fulfilled. We, you know, we go through all these things, but what God wants is that we experience his love, his peace, that our relationships are healthy and strong and, um, and that we feel close to him. So for Mm. some of us, we, we, everything's okay in our life. And yet we still don't feel as close to God as we would desire. So the least that connects right, right there. Yeah. And then I say, so this morning, we're going to learn about four principles that are true, four truths about ourselves that we're beautiful, fearfully, wonderfully made, that we're forgiven, that we're made pure, that we're valuable, that we're honored by him and that we're loved, that we're cherished. And that's the first of four messages that we do. So then I share my story. And that just seems to hook people all over the world, Courtney. Mm. I mean, it's insane. I was, um, if, if you don't mind me tell a short little go story, ahead. I I was invited to go to Thailand to, the guy picked me up in North Thailand in his Jeep with another, I took another friend. I don't go alone, I always take people. Okay. And um, we went up through dirt and mud for eight hours in this Jeep. Just, I could barely, I'm hanging on for dear life because you're just getting trashed. Uh Um, We got to the top, we're in the jungle and 300 women came from villages all over the mountains. And there's tigers and there's uh, cobras there. So you can't walk. You had to get picked up either by a motorcycle or trucks we paid to get these people picked up and they came. Wow. And um, we did our conference, which was amazing. And after we're done, the, the, the missionary, he was a local missionary. Okay. He's kind of the missionary of the mountain. And he says, um, Hey, come with me to a village down the road. I'm like, okay. So rather than leaders, he took me to the whole village, right. Of this one. Oh my God. And they all came. So they were a Christian village, the Karen people. They all came because, you know, this missionary shows up, this white lady. And I'm like, they have no electricity, you know, at all. They, mm-hmm. they're just in this stranded little, little village, you know, just living off of the ground. I've never seen so many stars in my whole life because there's mm-hmm. no electricity, you know, yeah. so there's no light this fire so they come and um into they built the one thing they have besides these huts is they build a church and made out of cement that they created from the rocks you know and mud or whatever i don't even know how they do it so i go in there i do my whole thing not the whole conference i just shared my testimony but i but before i spoke the lord's like share it from your mother's perspective like Okay. Mm, okay. <laughs> so I shared it. Yeah, that's another story. But you know how God had prepared her for me. She's a pediatric nurse who worked with cleft palates before I was born. Wow. Um, and so, you know, I'm I'm sharing her whole story and then how the the hardship that was for on her marriage. You know, having to be in the hospital all the time. The hardship on my my brothers and my dad and my parents end up divorced, blah, 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 blah. But mm. um, so after it's all over, this older woman, she was, I think, the oldest in the village, but she tells our translator, and I met her, he's there, and he says, she was planning to kill herself tonight. 
She just was so depressed about the circumstances of her life that, um, but she had to come to this because everybody came and then she had already planned how she was going to end her life. And she, but she told our translator after I heard how God was at work in Sue's mother's life and prepared her and gave her the strength all those years, I knew that God could give me the strength. So you're just blown away. It's like, all I do, Courtney, is love Jesus (laughs) and had a messed up life. (laughs) But but he has beautifully healed me. And Mm. um, so that's what I I feel called to, to share. And that message goes to every culture. I mean, I'm all over mm-hmm. the place, Africa and Asia. I was just in Lebanon and talking to Syrian refugees that escaped for their life and lost half their family were murdered. And, you know, and I, there, you know, I was just a few days ago, I'm talking to 75 Syrian refugees who half of them have lost half their family, you know, were wow. killed by ISIS. And they're all like hanging on every word because it's the word of God. It's God himself. It's Jesus that says that I, I love you. I forgive you. You're valuable. You're significant. I pay attention to you. I haven't forgotten you. Yeah. I am there. I can bring healing. I can give you hope. You know, all these things mm. and they're hanging on every word. Wow. Okay, friends, are you signed up for the Inside Look yet? The Inside Look is our monthly newsletter where we let you know what's happening with the podcast. We start each month with a short devotional. Then we pack the rest with important information for you, the listener. When we need listener input for a future podcast, the questions and submission information are in the Inside Look. When we have an upcoming Patreon chat, information it's in the inside look and the inside look is the first place you will see information on our upcoming merch store our newsletter friends and our patrons of course will be the first to know when the shop will open and what is available we also will be offering a special code for our newsletter recipients when the shop opens so if you haven't signed up for the newsletter yet make today the day head over to journeyofruth.com newsletter and sign up so you don't miss any of the exciting things coming in the journey of ruth community i'm you have spoken all over the world and do you see a difference in how women receive the message of hope that you have to share in a place like a Syrian, you know, refugee camp um, as compared to a, you know, a church in the middle of Philadelphia uh, or is it the same? Yeah, maybe. Um, I'll say not the middle of Philadelphia, but the suburbs of Philadelphia, Mm. because I feel like the middle of Philadelphia is not much better than Syria. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but kind of, there's a lot of shooting and it's scary and um, it's really hard for them. A lot of drugs and gangs and, you know, I really have a heart to help those folks, but um, Mm. yeah, I think there is a little difference in that I find, um, they're desperate in Syria. These women are desperate for hope. 
you know, it's very scary for them. The situation's extremely bad. You know, the Lebanese government let them come in, but then they don't help them. The Lebanese economy is completely crashed. Uh, it's it's taken the greatest crash of any country in a hundred years, like wow. rapid. And so that really leaves the refugees with not even food a lot of times, you know, let alone housing. So for them to know that, and they might be married to a guy who's still a Muslim and really harsh, you know, Um, I'm not saying every Muslim's harsh. That's not what I mean, but about them being a Christian or Mm -hmm. just the, the view of women can be kind of degrading. Um, so to know and hear who Jesus is so different Mm. than how they view Allah and to their, their new believers, most of them, they've, they came over the border and then this organization, which is an amazing organization, Horizons International reaches out in Christ's love and humanitarian aid and, and just helps them. They read Bible stories to them, the gospels. Mm. That's the main thing. And to see this man, Jesus, who, who is so different and that he's actually God incarnate, you know, and he's not just a prophet mm. and how, how he loves them, how he accepts them, how he values them is so incredible to them um, that it gives them hope that even if their external circumstances don't change, that he can change their heart and he can love them and give them hope. Um, And he does do a lot of miraculous healing. Honestly, Mm -hmm. you will see more miracles. I think there as well. Uh, So then when I talk to the suburb ladies, you know, we can just feel like, Hey, and I'm one of them, you know, I grew up that way, but that, hey, we, we've got it all together, but we know inside we don't, you know? Yeah. And we're not maybe as desperate a lot of times. Yeah. Um, we, we still can cling to our hope comes in having a nice house and having a, 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 my husband or me to get a good job or, you know, my kids going to a good college and getting a good job and, um, you know, that kind of thing. It's not like, my whole hope is in Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> my hope is in that my husband will be a good husband and my kids will be good Christian kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's a little different. And we we don't always value as much as we probably should, definitely should, that yeah. how much Christ has done for us and how much he loves us and um, how much hope we can find in him, you know, Mm -hmm. through anything. Yeah. I think you just listed there a really good list of where a lot of people go to find, uh, you know, to not feel empty, to find value in their life, to experience victory, uh, in their lives. You're right. Like your kid graduates high school and goes to an Ivy league, you know, school, there's a little bit of pride there that happens with that. And like, I did something right. Right. Um, and you know, especially in an American culture that really kind of, um, you know, spotlights that like, yes, you graduate high school and you go to college and, 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 but then if your child chooses not to go to college, what does that mean? And so there's so many things that I think we can put in the place of 
if I accomplish this, then my value equals this, my worth equals this. In your opinion, though, where does that true freedom and victory come from? I think you've mentioned a little bit about it, but when you are are talking to these women, whether they are, uh, you know, in a refugee camp or whether they're in the suburbs of Philadelphia, yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe that probably your answer is going to be the same. Where do we find this uh, freedom and victory, and how do we experience in a, it in a real way? Right. Interestingly, we give the same talks in the same place. <laughs> it doesn't even change with a translator, or else. Uh-huh. We- uh, which is really interesting. We might give examples that would be different, you know, but other than that, uh, the same talks are bringing joy and help in both places. And people mm. leave our conferences in the suburbs and not just Philadelphia, yeah. but around, I go around America too, around America, and they feel a freedom because mm. the bottom line is that. All of us as kids, we grow up in a broken world, right? (laughs) It's a sinful world and we experience it. It's not what God wants, right? He wants parents to affirm us and encourage us and love us. He wants moms and dads to love each other and be encouraging to each other. Uh, He doesn't want poverty even, you know, if we really didn't live with greed, we wouldn't have poverty, you know? So Mm, uh, we live in this brokenness and it impacts how we view ourselves and it impacts how we can view others and it impacts how we even view God. And so, you know, as a child, when we hear things like, uh, why didn't you get an A in that class? You're not working hard enough, You, you know, or, People say stupid things like you're stupid or you're not good enough or Uh um, you're a failure or they give us that impression. Maybe they don't come right out and say it. They cause us to compare. You know, why aren't you uh, getting the grades your brother is if you would Mm -hmm. just study harder? Or we feel that pressure that if you have an A, you're good. And if you don't, you're not, you know, Mm -hmm. or why aren't you helping me more? Why are you so lazy? We A lot of these kind of things happen. And look at all the media. You know, you, oh, gosh. Right. You look at the covers and you go, I don't compare. Yeah. You know, only the beautiful people get on there. Yeah. Um, or only the super smart. Or what all these things. We don't, the media affects us. The things that people say. Then on top of it, you have all kinds of dysfunction going on in the family, you know, where the parents are fighting and the child's thinking it must be my fault. That's the norm. Mm -hmm. We have uh, more than a third of women go through sexual abuse. You know, I went through some of that college. So how does that affect us? Huge, huge, you know, shame. We have shame. You talk, you know, before this, you're talking about the shame in Asia, but we have shame here. Yeah. You know, when you look at all the amount of men and women, children, boys and girls who've been sexually abused, they've been physically abused, they've been verbally abused, they've gone through neglect, you know, when uh, single parents, where's dad, you know, how that Mm -hmm. impacts the men, which impacts their marriage later, right? Right, right. A snowball effect. Their boys, Mm -hmm. right. 
uh, mothers trying to be, I mean, I really feel for single moms. We all do, mm-hmm. you know, but trying to be a good mom and provide for your family too, it's pretty rough, you know? Yeah. So what happens is we go into our adult life with those beliefs way down deep. Maybe you're aware of them. Maybe you're not. A lot of times, like somebody will say, oh, I'm just a shy person. In reality, you're not a shy person. You're somebody who feels inferior because you've been told that you're inferior or you've you've deduced that from looking at how others like your siblings were treated, for example. Mm-hmm. So um, what happens is then we try to act right. We know as an adult, I should be this way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But But we struggle or when our boss says to us, Um, hey, you know, you need to put in more time or you didn't do that right, then it's triggering Mm -hmm. what we felt from that childhood time, like I'm not good enough. And Uh then we spaz out, we overreact, you know, we might be like, oh, I should just quit or, or why is he like that? Or we yell back or whatever. And then we've got problems now in our employment or we have we're trying to work with a bunch of women in our workplace. And all we can do is think she's prettier than me. She's smarter than me. Right. Um, you know, she's got all the cute guys after her or whatever it is, or she's, or in the church, like, oh my gosh, she's like the perfect mother or look, she can speak up front. I can't do that. Or she's a singer. What am I? I have no talents. I have nothing to offer. You know, mm. all these things go on. And it's triggering what unknowingly often people don't even connect it to their childhood. So when at our conferences, after we go through all the teaching, then we have small group time where we train a leader and we give them a whole list, which if you go on my, um, my website under more, our resources, you can find the list of lies and truths to counteract that Mm, cool so we we go through they they pick out the lies we think about well when did that begin just think about it you know Mm -hmm. so when people come to count for counseling to me and they'll you know be sharing a problem and and i'll be listening and they'll basically say the lie half the time you know and and then so I'll, i'll say well i'm hearing that you know you're you're saying um yeah i i might fail I don't want to do this so and then I'll say so do you have fear yeah I have fear of failure so can you remember a time in your childhood you felt that well yeah actually I do because my dad left us and my mom said if you just did more around here he wouldn't have left you know something like that yeah it'll come up and and then we'll go back to that and we'll see what Mm -hmm. other lies surrounding in that but that's not true this is what God says about you and yes as a child that's what you heard but what's true about you now what you can know Christ views you as and then they um you can pray with them they can begin to reject those lies and put on the truth of what God's word says yeah gosh I mean I think that's really difficult first of all because it takes the work you have to do the work to figure out what those lies are uh, you have a degree in counseling, correct? I do, but yeah. I even did if you didn't before. know that, you knew that. I did just this before, 
But sometimes I think we get like I've heard people that, you know, are like I got a degree in counseling because it it was already there. I was already doing these things and having these thoughts and then, you know, going and getting that degree just gave me the language to talk about it. And, you know, it was like, oh, yeah, I already knew some of this. Um, But I think that idea of, of identifying the lies in our life, because it doesn't matter who you are. There are lies that you believe about yourself. Uh, it doesn't matter what you do. And and even if you know that those are lies that you believe, they're still going to come up. I mean, Satan's going to be like, okay, let's throw this one at yeah. you today, you yeah. know, and, but by identifying them and those ones that are maybe on repeat in your head, when they pop in, you can, you can identify them immediately for what they are and right. say, no, 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 no. Okay. I now know because I've done the work. I now know that that is a lie. And I also know scripture to combat that because I know what God says I am or who, you know, who I'm supposed to be in scripture. And I'm going to, I'm going to combat that. Um, When you comment on that, yes, please go ahead. Yeah. Courtney, you're, you know, your ministry is awesome and you really focus on God's word. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of teaching out there. I'm not opposed to it, but like this positive thinking and just think positive mm-hmm. about yourself. You know, you're strong, you're lovely, you're blah, 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 whatever. Affirmations, um, that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, just tell yourself. And there is an element where that's not going to hurt. I'll tell you, that will help a little. But there's power in the word of God. Mm-hmm. There really is power in the word of God. It's yeah. in, in the whole spiritual realm, even it wards off the enemy. If I just am, am saying aff- affirmative things, you know, like I'm good, I'm kind, I'm smart, I'm pretty, I'm, bleh, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's a little helpful, but it's not going to push the devil away. Mm-hmm. You know what he, he look at what Jesus did. He didn't just say affirming words when he was tempted. And I think it's Luke four in the desert. Yeah. He used the word of God. That's right. The word of God is powerful. So it's one thing to say, I'm beautiful. It's another thing to say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm created in the image of God. According to Genesis one twenty six. I reflect the beauty of the Lord. I wear the crown of splendor in Isaiah 62. You know, when I, when I'm quoting scripture, the enemy must flee. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. just something that I think to, to put God's word, to do word searches and you know, uh, you can go on Google, you can find stuff even through that. Yeah. If I am discipling someone, and I I am identifying this about them, that they've got some strongholds in their life, that they have got some areas where it's like, I think you're believing some stuff about yourself. That isn't true. And the reason I know it's not true is because scripture says it's not. Where do I start um, to help this person experience I know we can't make, I can't make someone experience freedom, but I can help them to begin to experience that freedom in Christ. Where do I start? You know, I do think it's helpful to open up the story to connect it to their past. Okay. I find it's helpful if, if we say, you know, when, when did you let, when did you start feeling that way? You know, can you think of a time in your childhood and what was going on? And you don't have to go into some deep, you know, counseling and they relive, you know, you, I'm not opposed to that, but do that with a counselor, honestly. Don't, I agree. 
yeah. But but just to mention, well, actually, yeah, I think it began in school. And yeah, something terrible happened. They know what they mean by that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's when I started feeling shame. Okay, well, let's pray against that. Mm-hmm. And in Jesus' name, right? We we learned yeah. spiritual warfare. We need to use the name of Jesus. That's what happened. The disciples didn't do that, and the demons didn't flee, right? right. So they came back like, "Hey, you got to use my name." Okay, okay, okay. And then boom. So mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus, I reject the lie that blank, blank, blank. And I take on the truth, blank, blank, according to scripture. And you can help that person find scriptures. Um, mm-hmm. Or in a case of like feelings, I have shame. I have depression. Again, you want to see what's underneath that, right? So yeah. shame, I really need to experience forgiveness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, depression, you know, there's lots of reasons for depression. And by the way, I will say, and I always say this in our conferences, that if you're talking about strongholds, um, you need to look not just, it's not always a lie you're believing. It could be menopause. It could be, <laughs> it could be like a chemical imbalance. It yeah. could be you're really messing up with your eating. It could, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you want to make sure we're holistic people, right? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. So it, it could be the words that your husband is abusively speaking to you, but you are starting to believe it, you know, so you mm-hmm, want mm-hmm. to get the whole picture as well. Um, I, but I do want to add too that one of the most subtle lies, and I find this is more prevalent, not with young people, but not so much teenagers and college, but after that, once you start experiencing life and you'll go through trials and you might as a kid it might apply but is our view of god and we don't Hmm. realize that i i always people say to me because the second message in our conference and in my discipleship book it starts around lesson five is these are all the truths about god but these are the lies that we can believe about god there's a long list okay Hmm. of both and where do those come from well, when we start going through trouble, for example, our husband, well, one gal just shared in our last in Lebanon, she said, yeah, my husband lost his job. I was five five months pregnant. That was bad enough. And three days later, I lost my job, thus losing all their health insurance. And what happens? Okay, well, maybe nothing will. Maybe you'll be like, all right, God, you're going to do this and you're praying for it. Awesome. Or maybe you go into total panic mode, which would be kind of normal, you know. Right. Yeah. But where it be, where you become paralyzed with anxiety, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. So what is that saying about God? Because what does God say in Matthew six? You know, consider the lilies of the field. You know, all these. You know that He will provide for all your needs. That's right. And. And so what I'm doing is I'm really doubting what God says is true. So the lie is what? Well, it, it depends on their background. You know, did they have a dad that um, really just didn't take care of the family or he left them and the mom had to raise him? You know, or um, did you have like trauma where dad tried, but he lost his job and he went into a depression? you know, which was mm-hmm. scary to a little girl, yeah. you know, whatever, what's, what's going on 
um, or currently, maybe you your husband lost his job before and it was horrible, you know, it, you know, it created great stress in the family. So it's bringing up that fear again. Mm -hmm. So what I need to look, what am I believing about God right now? Well, maybe it's that he isn't paying attention. Maybe it's that he can't do anything. He doesn't have the power to do that. Mm -hmm. Maybe that I don't really believe he loves me. You know, there's different things. So God helps those that help themselves. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of other lies that not just about self, but about God that then is what underlies depression a lot of times mm. or serious anxiety. Mm. So, yeah. Right, because God is a God of peace. God is a God of joy. But if the lie that you believe is that he's not there or he is an absentee God or, he or he's only, punishing you. Yes, it leaves you alone. And there is no peace in being alone. There is no peace in a God that is just sitting there going, well, you deserve it. You know, yeah. you dug your own grave. Good luck. And, yeah. and we know, we know that God, I mean, we can see in the story of Peter that he doesn't do that. You know, he told Peter, you will deny me three times. Peter says, no, no, I won't. And then he does. And God still loves him. And so I think we can see that even in our mistakes, he still loves us. But do we believe that truly? Uh, do we? And I love that idea that you have to grasp the idea of who God really, truly is in order yeah. to have a really good picture of who we truly are. Yeah. Now, I'd love for you to talk to someone that's listening to this and they want to they want to experience this freedom. They really do. And they've stumbled on this episode and they're like, you're saying that I can feel victorious, but I don't even know where to start. Every direction I turn, it's like another hit and another hit. And, uh, and I don't even know, is it even, is this something that's possible for me? What do you say to them? And what is your suggestion for where they start? Yeah. So, um, I would say, well, one thing they could do, I'm, I'm doing a sales pitch, but honestly, because it's made such a difference, yeah. is we have a 12-week Bible study called Crown of Beauty. Okay. It's on Amazon. Uh, just look up my name, Sue Coral, or look up Crown of Beauty, a 12-week Bible study. It asks, it's not your typical Bible study. It will, it uses scripture, but it also really asks the the questions about our life, about ourself and what we believe and what we've been through. And through it, you can work through and begin to identify stuff that you didn't even realize was there. So that's one thing. Mm. Secondly, in our conference to help people understand the process that of healing, we hold up these cards. And the first one is we have a painful event goes on in our life. And then the next person holds up a card and says, that results in painful emotions. So process that. Ask yourself, mm -hmm. what painful event am I going through? What are the emotions that are coming out in that? Then what are the lies that I'm believing because of that? Okay. Yeah. And then what are the protective behaviors? And any protective behavior, you know, it's where... Um, is really a sinful behavior because we're trusting in ourself instead of God, mm -hmm, trusting, mm -hmm. you know, to work this out. So it can be 
I'm the, you know, the obvious, oh, sinful behavior, I'm turning to alcohol to deal with this, or I'm eating, 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 I've gained 50 pounds, mm-hmm. or um, I'm, I'm screaming at my kids to control them, you know, so that whatever, my husband won't freak out when he walks home, you know, these mm-hmm, kind yeah. of things, we have these protective behaviors that leads to bondage. That's the last card. Now, what do we do? Well, I want healing. So first I consider what, what's going on right now? What am I feeling? And then now that I've identified, well, I'm, you're, you can talk this through with somebody that would help. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And with the Lord, you can journal it to start, but then talk it through. So what are these um, lies that I'm believing and what's the truth? What does God's word say? Okay, so the lie might be that I'm hopeless. Nothing can change. You know, my situation's not going to change, so nothing can change. So what's the lie there? That's probably lies about God, for one, and could be lies about self. You might have a lie that no matter what I do, I'm going to fail. Yeah, that might be what you were always told. Mm -hmm. Um, But the lie about God is that, you know, he's not in control. He can't do this. All right or he doesn't love me or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. and then what behaviors are coming out of this that are actually not helpful, (laughs) you know, that God wants me to repent. So that's where you do that. So truth, repentance, where I say, okay, God, I'm, I'm trying to control this situation and I want to give it to you and give control to you, you know, and that will lead to freedom. Mm. So it's a, it's a whole way. We call it, um, beauty for ashes b for a dna so after oh. you're involved in this ministry long enough you it just happened yesterday this girl says to me i think i have b for a dna because she's just processing her life this way awesome. and she's helping other people to process their life because we don't usually think when we're having difficulty that we're believing lies or even right. if we we don't think it has anything to do with it, but yeah. it has everything to do with it. That's right. But but the truth has to be in God's word. And if we're not spending time in God's word, like just going to Sunday is not going to do it. Because who knows what your pastor is teaching on? Mine's going through Galatians for six months. It's driving me crazy. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I just, you know, but be in the word every day. Uh, if somebody you need somebody to help you where to go and how to study it, you know, do that. Yeah. But yeah, it you know, it says um by the renewing of your mind, Romans 12, 2, you'll be transformed. Yeah. And that word transformed is in the Greek is actually metamorphosis. So mm. it's saying that we're gonna be changed by God's word so powerfully that we're not going to be this slimy little caterpillar thing, but this beautiful butterfly. So there's power in the word. And a complete, like if you look at, you know, metamorphosis, it is a different being. It is not the same. Yeah. um, You know, so you're looking at a caterpillar and a butterfly and, you know, at the beginning, scientists never would have thought, Oh, those two things are related. Because they don't look anything like. And that transformation that God is talking about there, there's a reason why he is, you know, you know, conformed to the, you know, not to this world, but the renewing of your mind um, is because 
he's like, hey, if you'll let me come in and change your life, you will not even look like the same person. Yeah. And, he, and you even said that, like the, your students in Hawaii, some of the guys noticed yeah. you're more gentle, you're more kind and that, like something that they had not seen in you before. And that's because you allow God to renew you. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Absolutely. that's, I think that's so important. I also hear you saying that we must include other people in our journey. It's yes. not just about sitting down by ourselves and uh, saying, I'm going to, you know, make this change or. Yeah. You know. We really recommend um, going through the book with somebody. Mm, okay. You're doing it together. There is also a leader's guide that has all the answers. It's everything in the teacher, in the student guide, if you want to call it a student guide, in our yeah. regular participant, um, but it has answers. So it has a space to answer yourself before you look at it. But okay. then it'll help you if you're like young in the scriptures or, but still you should go through it with somebody, process it, because then it's so important to pray. Yeah. So important to pray and to have someone pray with you. That's right. And even just to someone that you can be really, really honest with, because probably uh, if that's if you're walking through a point of of experiencing freedom, wanting to experience freedom, there are thoughts and there are things that are going to happen because Satan doesn't want you to experience that freedom. Yeah. So there will be spiritual warfare. So having someone that is standing there, uh, you know, in rank with you, you know, just like and I use this all the time. So people that listen to the podcast are like, yes, we've heard this. But, you know, Moses and he had Aaron and her on either side just yeah. to hold his arms up when he was weak. When you're walking through that process, it's, it can be a long, hard process. And to have those people there to support you and to remind you, hey, you're doing this for a reason. Keep going. You're doing great. That's really helpful yeah. to keep, yeah, you, our, you know. Yeah. Our um, podcast, His Heartbeat, yeah. we also... Um, try each episode, whatever the topic is, to tie it into lies and truth. Mm-hmm. So whether we're talking about, well, we're going to have you on the show. So I'm yes. going to have you talk about um, how children, how we can help as moms help our kids recognize lies. That's right. Because I don't think a lot of us as moms, I mean, I didn't, when I think about it, I did as I got into this, you know, by the time I got into this, well, I started getting into it when they were like um, uh, elementary school. Okay. So I, I was becoming more aware, but definitely mm-hmm. middle school, high school, I was very much saying, well, what's the lie we're believing here? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've already talked about your Bible studies. Where can we find more information on you and, uh, and any of the Bible studies or books that you've written right. in your conference? Yeah. Yeah. So you can just go on our website, crownofbeautyinternational.com. That's easy. And on there, there's a video that pops up. It'll tell you all about um, my story and other people's testimonies in the different parts of our ministry. And um, we have resources on there. The books are on there. You can just go on Amazon either way. Uh, Yeah. And so I think you can learn most of what you need. And there's an email on there, uh, crownofbeauty.com international at gmail.com if you're interested in us coming and doing a conference if it's uh we don't i'm not one of these people that charges a lot at all Uh, just cover costs you know Mm -hmm. for us um but if if you're in a ministry where it's people who really can't afford it then we even pay for it 
So, yeah. So everything we do overseas, there's a donate button. You know, if you want to help us, um, I go to Bangladesh every year and I go to Lebanon every year. I have that commitment. And then sometimes we go to um, other places like Taiwan and India and a lot of these other places. But uh, not these people don't have any money. We go to them and we pay for everything. Every trip costs us about $11,000 because we're doing it all. That's right. Uh, And so, uh, yeah, we'd appreciate if you want to be a part of that, if you're interested in this ministry, even getting involved, going on a mission trip. Yeah. Just send a message to that crown of beauty international at gmail.com and fabulous respond. Well, and I suggest that even if you, you know, aren't thinking, Oh, I want to do that study, just go over and watch that video. Because the testimonies that you guys have included in that video are so strong and you can see the impact that this message that God has placed in your life and on your heart, the impact that it is having on an international scale um, and how it is changing women's opinions about themselves and who God created them to be. So I highly suggest you head over uh, to the website and look at that video. Now, the final question we ask at the end of every episode is because we're not meant to live our life alone. Who is it that's helped you along in your journey? Uh, I think Campus Crusade, my mom, first of all, by the way, I would not be here if not for her, Uh but also uh, Campus Crusade for Christ is really good. Now Paul crew at team you do everything as a team Mm. and so I've just always always had that and so as I uh, started up this ministry I have teams I don't do it alone and raise up other women and so we meet every week to plan but to pray and to be in God's word so Wow, that's amazing. Well, Sue, I can't thank you enough for coming and sharing this this message of hope with us. And I love that that as we talked, what we discovered is there isn't a person listening to this that isn't going to find something encouraging or I maybe identify a small lie that they have in their life that they need to, you know, maybe claim and pray against in their life. So thank you very much for the message that you have and for being faithful in taking that step of faith when God asked you to go. We thank you so much. Yeah, well, thank you, Courtney. It's been a joy. I hope it has been really helpful for women. Yes. So what is your metamorphosis story? Do you look the same as you always have? Or has God done a work in you that has changed you from the inside out? I love Sue's encouragement to uncover the lies that we believed and allow God's word to inform the truth that we need to be telling ourselves. You can find a link to Sue's website where you can read more about Crown of Beauty and Sue's Bible studies over in the show notes on our website, journeyroof.com. On our website, you'll find show notes for all our episodes, an opportunity to sign up for the podcast newsletter, links to help support the podcast, and information on how I may be able to bless your church or community through speaking or teaching. Our website is also where you can go to find all the information you need to know about the Entrust Conference and purchase your tickets. Go get them today, guys. This week, come by and say hi over on Facebook and Instagram. And it would mean so much to me if you would take the time to leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and then click subscribe over on YouTube. Thanks for listening. And I will see you next Tuesday right here on the Journey of Ruth podcast.